Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Welcome to Freedom Through Faith. Prepare to be blessed as pastor and teacher Robert Thibodeau leads us into the anointed study of the Word of God, teaching and empowering you how to impact your world with the gospel of Jesus Christ, teaching you how to receive the blessings and provisions of God and how to walk through this life with freedom through faith. And now, here's Pastor Robert Thibodeau. We now rejoin today's message already in progress. Three elements make you up on this earth. Your spirit, your soul, your body. Your soul, your mind, your will, and your emotions. If you are sorrowful, that's an emotion, and you make up your mind you're not going to do something, you're basically saying, I will not do this. That is your will. Your will now has directed your mind to make the decision not to participate in something. Therefore, you're ruling over your body and saying, I will not do this. I'm lining my will up with the Spirit of God that dwells in me. He will direct me on what to do. So now you've made the decision. You've exercised your will. You used your mind to make a decision that your body's going to line up with the Spirit of God leading you. Your mind, will, and emotions dwelling in this body because you are a spirit has now made the decision. You're living for Jesus. Every now and then, one of them thoughts that are still held in a file cabinet of your mind may make you say something you regret, may make you do something you didn't want to do. Matter of fact, let's go back over to Romans chapter 7. Just one page over. Glory to God. Where, Lord, where? All right. Verse 5. Romans 7, verse 5. When we were in the flesh... The motive, or the motions of sins, or the passion of sin, which was by the law, did work in our members or in our body to bring forth fruit unto death. But we are now delivered from that law, that being dead wherein which we were held, that we would serve now in the newness of spirit, not the oldness of the letter. What can we say then? Is the law sin? No, God forbid. If I had not known sin, but only the law, or I, I had not known sin, but by the law. Once the law came is only when I found out about sin. 
For I had not known what lust was until the law told me, you shall not covet. But sin, taken occasion by the commandment, worked in me all manner of conspicuance. That's unrestrained lust. For without the law, sin was dead. There was nothing in me that made me desire things until the law said, don't covet. And it said, don't covet your neighbor's wife, don't covet his sheep, his oxen. And about that time is when the Apostle Paul looked over and said, man, how come he's got all that? And he just sinned. For when I was alive without the law once, but when the commandment came, sin revived. And then I died spiritually. That's why they say there's a point in time in a child's life up until that point when they consciously can make a decision to receive Jesus as their Savior. If they die, they go to heaven because they have not been convicted in their all. Now, they, they may know stealing a cookie out of the cookie jar or off the cookie sheet when mama can't see them. They may know that's wrong. I'm talking about the decision that Jesus died for their sins and they consciously reject it or accept it. That's what I'm talking about. Verse 10, the commandment which was ordained to life I found it to be under death. Jesus, I mean, the, the Ten Commandments, when God the Father gave the Ten Commandments, he gave them to say, okay, you need a Savior, because if you think you can earn your way to heaven, this is what you have to do. So they thought, oh, if we do these, con- I mean, the, the, the Jewish people, when Moses said, these are the commandments God said you got to do, the people said, okay, we can do that. So God said, okay, I'm going to test them. I'm going to give them manna to eat, and this is how they'll collect it. But they don't collect it on this day. I'll give them twice as much the day before, and it won't go rotten. I'm just going to test them in this small thing. And they blew it. They blew the test right in the very beginning. Those that collected too much, thinking they'd keep it till tomorrow so they wouldn't have to go collect it, it became all moldy and had worms and bugs in it. They failed the test right off the bat. A simple thing. Would they obey God? And they proved they would not. So he says here, the sin taking occasion by the commandment deceived me and by it killed me. Therefore, the law is holy. The commandments are holy. They're just. They're good. Was then that which is good made death unto me? No, God forbid. It was sin. But sin that it might appear as sin works death in me by that which is good. Sin is exposed for how sinful it is by the good contained in the law and the commandments. The sin by the commandments might become exceedingly sinful. For we know what the law, that the law is spiritual, but I'm carnal. I'm sold under sin. I'm a slave to sin. Remember, he's speaking to people who understand what slavery is. He says, I'm a slave to sin. For that which I do... I don't want to allow. And that which I want to do, I don't do. But what I hate, that's what I end up doing. If I then am doing that which I don't want to do, and I consent unto the law that it's good, then it's no more I that am doing it, 
but the sin that dwells in me, in this body. My spirit's pure. But if I sin, it's because I gave over to the thoughts, your mind, will, and emotions, of the body, which is still sin. Now there is no more I that do it, but the sin that dwells in me. For I know that in me, in this flesh, dwells no good thing, but the will is present with me, but how to perform that will, which is good, I don't understand. For the good that I want to do, or the good that I want to do, I don't do. But the evil that I don't want to do, I end up doing. Now, if I'm doing that which I don't want to, it's not me that does it anymore, but the sin that dwells in me. So I find a law that when I want to do good, evil is present with me. That is the Ten Commandments. Right there. Though I want to do good, the law proves evil is present with me. But I delight in the law of God after the inward man, not the flesh and blood man, the inward man, the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus. So I see another law in my members, in my body, warring against the law of my mind and bringing me into captivity to the law of sin which is in my body. Oh, what a wretched man that I am. Can you see why he's saying that now? Oh, what a wretched man I am. Who can deliver me from the body of this death? And he says, And I thank God through Jesus, the Messiah, our Lord, so that with the mind I make the decision to serve the law of God. But with the flesh... It wants to serve the law of sin. And that's why he says, Therefore there is now no condemnation to them in Christ Jesus. That's what we've been going through. Glory be to God. So, back over where we were at, in verse 13, If we live after the flesh, then we shall die. But if you live through the Spirit and you mortify the deeds of the flesh, you shall live. If you hate what this flesh and body is doing, if you hate the sickness and the disease that's in you, if you hate the thoughts that are running through your mind and you say, I'm not doing that. I live for Christ Jesus, my Lord and Savior who dwells in me. Then you shall live. For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. For you have not received the spirit of bondage again, Again, that means there was once a spirit of bondage ruling in your life. But you have not received it again. Glory be to God. You were delivered from it. You're not going to get it back again. You were delivered from it. That spirit man that dwells in you is incapable of sinning. Glory be to God. If you've received Jesus as your Savior and you have asked him to come into your heart, he said he and the Father will make their abode in you and that sinful spirit that was in you dies. And when your spirit man dies, if you die without Christ Jesus, if your body says, that's it, I'm done, and you have a heart attack and die, or you get murdered, or you're in a car accident, or there's sickness in your body, and your body just can't deal with it anymore, and you, 
your body dies and your spirit has not accepted Jesus as your Savior, you are doomed to an eternity in hell, in the lake of fire, meant for the devil and his demons that followed him. It wasn't meant for man to go there. But if you have not accepted Jesus as your Savior, then you die with your body. Your body goes into the grave, but you go into hell. Remember the story about Lazarus and the rich man? Every day, he fares sumptuously. In other words, he ate everything he wanted. And then the leftovers they threw out into the street to give to the dogs. And that's where Lazarus was laid, hoping to catch some of the scraps from the rich man's table. Eating with the dogs. The dogs were licking his sores. Both died at the same time on the same day. And it says Lazarus was carried by angels into the bosom of Abraham. While the rich man was cast into hell. And with his eyes, he opened up his eyes and he seen Abraham with Lazarus in his bosom. Far off across the great divide. He saw. He could still see. He could still reason. He identified. Now, he didn't know who Abraham was. He wasn't alive when Abraham was alive, but he recognized him. He called out so he could still speak. Father Abraham! Send Lazarus here to tip, dip his finger in the, cool water, in the water so he could cool my tongue. For the flames here, I'm in torment in these flames here. So he could feel, he could talk, he could reason, he could see, he could hear Abraham responding to him. All of his senses were still intact. But where's that body at? It's up in the grave. That spirit man dwelling in you has all of the senses that the body has. Amen. So your spirit man, if you die without Jesus, without accepting him as Savior, for it's appointed unto man once to die, then the judgment. You know, you may live 120 years on this earth. In comparison to all of eternity, it's just a sliver of time. This tiny, tiny sliver of all eternity is all your earthly existence consists of. If you believe, and I have my doubts, but if you believe that the earth is 7 billion years old or whatever, and you live, uh, we'll just, let's say you live to age 100, and 7 billion years, I mean, you're only talking one, what, 700 millionth of all of eternity? Or 70 millionth of all the earth's existence, not eternity. I mean, that's, if you compare that to living 100 years, that'd be living like, I don't know, 30 seconds. And in that 30 seconds, 
you determine where you spend the rest of eternity. I mean, this life is far, far too short. When you look at the complete existence that you're going to be facing. That's why, as many in verse 14, for as many as are led by the Spirit of God. What's he talking about there? led by the Spirit of God, to make Jesus their Savior. As many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons, the children of God. For you have not received the spirit of bondage again. Once you make the decision that Jesus is your Savior, you will not receive the spirit of bondage again in order to fear death. But you have received Now, the spirit of adoption. That's why we can cry out, Abba, Father, Daddy. For God is our Father. And the Spirit Himself bears witness with our spirit that has now been recreated in the image of Christ. The Spirit of God will bear witness with our spirit that we are, get this, the children of God. The Most High God. Oh, amen. Shout amen. You missed a good point to shout right there. Glory to God. If we are children of God, then heirs, heirs of God. We can inherit everything that God has. Glory to God. We're joint heirs with Christ Jesus. If so be that we suffer with him. If we're willing, if you are willing to take a stand for Jesus in this earth, you will be persecuted, maybe even to death. This broadcast is going into Muslim countries in the 1040 window. And brother and sister, I'm telling you right now, do not compromise your faith. It may cost you your life in this world. I'm, I'm... not just speaking to them, I'm speaking to people even in the United States. It is now becoming very unpopular to take a stand for Jesus in this earth. And it's only going to get worse. But Jesus knew you could do it. Some people say, oh, I wish I would have been born a hundred years ago during the Great Revival. Guess what? God knew you before you were formed in the womb. He had your entire life planned out before he even laid the foundations of the earth. He knew you were needed in this world, in this day, in this hour, just before Jesus comes back. Out of the 7 billion people on the face of the planet right now, you are listening to this broadcast because God knew this day you would be listening. You needed to hear this message this day. And it is becoming very unpopular to take a stand for what Jesus says in the United States and in other nations around the world, but I'm talking right now to the United States. If you speak out against homosexual same-sex marriages and you refuse to participate, you're labeled a homophobe, a bigot. You could get sued. A lot of churches are worried right now because, oh, the government's going to take our papers. We won't have a tax-exempt status. And so what? Do you serve the government? 
Or do you serve the Most High God who establishes kings and removes kings and lifts other kings up? What's illegal today, a righteous ruler can overturn tomorrow. Will you compromise in the face of adversity? Every believer is called to be a witness about what is in you. The hope of glory. Every believer. If you fail to take a stand for the word of God in the face of adversity, Jesus himself says, you know, I never knew you. Remember when he said there'll be some coming in that day, the day of judgment? He said, Lord, Lord, open to us. Weren't you with us in our cities? Didn't we serve you? Didn't we witness for you? Didn't we do miracles in your name? And Jesus is going to say, depart from me. I don't know who you are. I never had a relationship with you. Because you, though you thought you had a relationship with him, you never took a stand for him. You always compromised with the world. I'm telling you, folks, nowhere in my Bible does it say that it is okay for a man to marry a man or a woman to marry a woman. It is not in this Bible. When I do see that in the Bible, God says it is an abomination to him. That means it's something so deplorable, he wants no part of it. So those that say, I'm a gay Christian, I'm a homosexual Christian, there's no such thing. Oh, I'm, am I being a judge? No, I'm telling you what the judge has already said. Some people write me nasty letters now, nasty emails saying, I'm a homosexual, but I'm a, I'm a Christian. I am saved by the blood of the Lamb. Is that right? We just read then that, let me back up, verse 13. If you live after the flesh... I think that would classify homosexual activity. If you live after the flesh, you shall die. But if through the Spirit you mortify, you're killing the deeds of the flesh, you decide I'm not doing that anymore, then you shall live. So yes, you may in your mind, remember you're, you are a spirit, you have a, a mind, will, you have a a soul, your mind, will, and emotions, if in your mind you say, I have homosexual tendencies, but you make the willful decision not to participate in that activity anymore, then you shall live if you're saved. Brother Bob, that's not fair. Well, let's, let's look at drug addicts. They're addicted to drugs. Let's look at alcohol. I was addicted to alcohol. But I've been delivered from that. Glory to God. I no longer want it. It's been 22 years or so since I even had a drink of alcohol. Glory to God. You can be delivered from it. There are the thoughts there sometimes. Sometimes I think, man, it'd be good. Oh, no, no, I don't even want to go there. I cast that thought down. I cast down the imaginations in my heart. And you can do the same thing if you're involved in a homosexual relationship. Amen. That's why we can cry, Abba, Father. 
For the Spirit himself bears witness with our spirit that we are children of God. If children, then heirs, heirs of God, joint heirs with Christ Jesus. If so be that we suffer with him. If so be that we take a stand for the word of God and will not compromise. That's called suffering with him. That way we may be glorified together with him. For I reckon or I count that the suffering that we face in this present time is not even worthy to be compared with the glory that shall be revealed to us. Oh, hallelujah. That's what I just talked about. In the entire scope of things, our existence is only this little blip on the, on the chart. I said, if you consider just the, the, what the naturalists call the history of this earth, seven plus billion years or whatever, your lifespan is like a 20, 30 second blip in which you need to make a decision of what you're going to do. For the earnest expectation. Now, that's the definition of hope. I didn't cover this before. Hope is the earnest expectation of something. If you're hoping for it, you earnestly expect it to happen. Here he's saying, for the earnest expectation of the creation. That's the hope of the creation. Waits for the manifestation of the sons of God. All of nature is waiting for you to take your stand. All of creation, the fish, the birds, the plants, the animals, the rocks, the trees, the sky, everything is waiting for you to take your stand in Christ Jesus. To take authority in this earth. We're talking about the redemption of all things back into the kingdom of the Most High God, of which we belong if you're a born-again child of the Most High God. All of nature is waiting for that day to happen. For the creation was made subject to vanity. It was made subject. It was not created subject. It was made subject to vanity. Not willingly, but by reason of him who has been subjected to the same in hope. Because the creation itself also should be delivered. This earth shall be delivered. All of nature, sky, moon, stars, plants, animals, fish... All of it will be delivered from the bondage of corruption. Delivered from the bondage of corruption into the glorious liberty of the children of God. For we know that all of creation groans and travails in pain together until, and there's that word again, now. Now always updates itself. Now means now. All of creation is groaning and travailing together even now. And not only creation, but ourselves also, which have the first fruits of the Spirit. Even we ourselves groan within ourselves, waiting for the adoption to take place, to wit the redemption of this body. That's what I was talking about. Even though we're going through sickness and disease in this body, even though we're going through adverse circumstances, most of which were created by our own actions, if you're in debt up to your eyeballs, it's because you did it. I'm not going down that road right now. But you yourself know that something better is coming. And you're crying out 
for that something to happen. That's what he's saying. For we are saved, verse 24, we are saved by hope. You have just heard a message of encouragement from anointed pastor and teacher Robert Thibodeau with Freedom Through Faith Ministries in Baltimore, Maryland. For more information on the Freedom Through Faith Ministries or to invite Pastor Thibodeau to your church, please visit our website, www.ftfm.org. That's FTFM for Freedom Through Faith Ministries. Again, that's ftfm.org. Until next time, when we gather together around the Word of God, be blessed. And remember, we serve an awesome God. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.